it takes to create a writing career, then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go! Hello writers and welcome to Simply Write. I'm Polly and this is the podcast where we talk about the writing business, right? How to get the work done, how to get the work published, how to make some money either in a side hustle or enough as a career so that you can do more of the writing you want to do. I think about creating a writing career is really about creating a writer's lifestyle, a way of living that supports the work and the work supports the way we want to live, right? I love talking about this stuff and it's such a privilege to be a writer. Is it easy? No, not always. And it's not always rewarding or fun, but sometimes, and there is such meaning in telling stories, our stories, whether they're real or made up, there's always a truth to them, right? I think ideas and writing and good work can change the world. I think creating these pieces, these stories to share, I think it makes a difference. I'm idealistic enough to think this stuff matters and that keeps me going. I love being a writer and the ups and downs and all of it. But I will tell you what, last night I was not loving it because I was not having a good sleep. I woke up, well, it was one of those nights, (laughs) you know, where you wake up and you're like, oh, I've been sleeping forever. And you look at the clock and it's 1230. And after a while you go back to sleep again and you wake up and, and it's two. And after a while you go back to sleep again and you wake up and it's, 4.30. You're thinking, I might as well just get up. What was keeping me awake, every time I woke up, I had this idea that my mind was playing off of. This idea for a story. And that is not uncommon, right? Often when I'm drifting off to sleep, I will get an idea or I'll figure out how to solve a problem in the story I'm working on or a new article I want to develop. And I get all fired up about it and I have a hard time settling down. I have remedied that by keeping a notebook near my bed. Um, sometimes I'll even write on my phone or, or dictate through the voice recording so I can get it out of my head and go to sleep. I'm not one of those people who holds on to those ideas. If I think I'm going to remember it, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I need to get it out of the space in my head so that I can relax and go to sleep. And last night, I just kept coming back to this idea. Now, that's not where I need to be right now. And I'll tell you why. Because I have a ton of things in development, things that I need to get out. Some are on deadline. People are waiting for them. Others, I need to do the development work so I can ship some of this work and get some of it through. And so now is not the time for me to start on a new idea. The challenge in my life is not coming up with an idea to write about. It's recognizing a good idea and knowing when the time is right to pursue it. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on Simply Write. First, it's time for the dailies. What are you working on? this week or today. Let's see. Um, My list is long and I feel a little nervous looking at it. So what I'm doing is taking a bunch of stuff 
off the list and <laughs> coordinating it. I pick three things for today that I want to get through and get done. And then uh, I add in when I have really more than three, I, I look at this long list and I get stuck. So I pick my three priorities each day. And then if I have extra time or I feel like doing more, then I'll go to it. But let's see. I am uh, attending at noon. I'm attending a Zoom author appearance. So that'll be good. A dose of inspiration. Connect with a few people. Working on the novel today. Corresponding with a couple of podcast guests. Working to get a comedy writer on the show so we can learn how to enter that market and what it takes to write funny. I'm doing a quick draft uh, of a Simply Write piece for our Substack community. So I'm thinking about that. I think that's going to be on Stuff Doubt. And I'm quick drafting a Psychology Today article today that'll publish there probably later in the week on their online publication. So I my head is all over the place. Like I said, I'm picking three of those today. And one of them is, is recording this podcast. That's a big part of my job now, writing and recording and coordinating the guests and producing the show. And I love it because I like, I think it's really a part of our continuing education. You know, attending author appearances, uh, reading craft books like Glory Raider Day talked about last week, um, doing the podcast where I get to talk to my friends who are other authors and, and people I'm just meeting for the first time. It's a great way to think about our own process and how we want to run our shop to not only ship the work that's going to pay us some, but also find the work we want to do that we love commercially and otherwise creatively. And it can be a combination of all of that. Um, but today's to-do list is a lot more about correspondence and administration, businessy stuff than it is writing. I have a couple of quick drafts I'm going to work on, but uh, I may only write for about an hour on those articles and projects. I hope to get a couple hours in on the novel, um, but today's not a heavy writing day. Um, I hope to pull more of that in tomorrow. We'll just see how it goes because I want to do the things that support the infrastructure of my business too, right? So what's on your list? What are you working on today? What projects do you have in the hopper? What do you want to ship and get out? What are you revising? You can join me on our Substack community, simplywrite.substack.com and paid subscribers get some bonus material, um, which is going to include more on ideas and the framework I pursue and think about when I'm vetting my own ideas to write about. And today I also have a audio clip from Lori Rader Day, the fantastic thriller author who was a guest on last week's podcast. And so you might want to take a listen to that. She is an award-winning author uh, many books out and they're fantastic. Check it out. Death at Greenway is the newest this year. But it's interesting to hear her talk about her process and how she comes to ideas and overcomes self-doubt. And I've got a special clip for paid subscribers that's going to go up on the Substack, simplywrite.substack.com. It's short. Another benefit to becoming a paid subscriber, aside from supporting work about writing. I mean, uh, I do the newsletter no matter what. And um, I I try to bring value to it each week, but that's how I get paid. Paid subscribers paid my bills. So if you uh, enjoy that, please become part of our community. And that also opens you up to the comments. You can leave notes about the assignments you're working on or ideas. And I do my best to provide feedback to those listeners and commenters. So 
there you have it. So leave me a comment in the notes there and let me know what you're working on. What do your dailies look like? And how are you getting your writing work done? It's time to talk craft. And this might surprise you because this is not about stringing sentences together or the way we revise, but it's about the idea we decide to work on from the get-go. Because having a good idea is essential to creating a good story. I've heard it said that the number one question asked by authors on tour and in workshops is, how do you get your ideas? That's not what we're talking about today. I don't care right? We, we all arrive to that in a unique way based on our life experience, the way we perceive the world, the things we want to learn about and express and teach and practice ourselves, all those things. I'm not concerned or interested in how you get your ideas. I'm interested in how you develop the ideas, how you choose the right idea to write about and share with the world. I honestly have never met a writer or an author who had problems coming up with ideas. I've met many who have too many ideas and that creates this kind of stress. It's like when I walk in a bookstore, I see all those books and I think I will never get to these in my lifetime, right? And what do you do? You pick out one and you go with that. So I think as professional writers, the bigger challenge is choosing the best ideas for the moment we are at now, both personally and professionally. What's going on in the world that makes this a good idea to write and publish now? How do you know that? How do you vet the ideas that you have? Because like I told you this morning, I was up almost all night thinking of an idea I want to develop, but it's not the right time for me to develop that idea. I've got too many other things in the works and it's really easy to stay in the state of flux where we're following our interests, right? And we're going to all these different ideas and we're doing little bits on everything, but never getting anything done. Now, if you want to be a published author or writer, you have to ship the work. It has to become important to start on one piece and finish it. Start on the next and finish it. Some people can do a couple of different ideas at one time. I have three different ideas I'm working on right now, but they're three different structures and materials. One's a nonfiction project. One is a fiction book, and I'm working on a, an article. So that's doable, each of them have different timelines and I'm doing different things with each of them. They represent different pieces of my life. The fiction, I definitely want to publish, but that's a slower process for me because I'm doing these other things first. And that's okay. I know that. But if you're a writer, I understand that to mean you're a person who has some degree of self-awareness. You're probably paying attention to the world, overhearing conversations of people in the Starbucks line, watching how the world works, reading books, right, of any kind. Writers read. That's how we learn and become enchanted with stories. You're probably quite contemplative. This doesn't mean you're necessarily introvert, although I am and many writers are, but it means that when you take in information, you're spooling it, you're thinking of it, you're observing, you're curious, and you're playing with that curiosity, that what if question, right? So I'm already assuming that you have no problem coming up with ideas. If you do, 
then you need to go back and do some of these things, practice some of these skills I just talked about, the curiosity and the reflection and the observation, so that you are in touch with the threads of a, of a story idea. But if you're like me, the biggest challenge is too many ideas and too little time. And as it was early on in my career, I thought everything was a story. I was a young journalist working at a newspaper and the editor came to me. I was working on this story. I thought it was really clever and interesting. And he came to me and said, not everything is a story. Not every idea makes a good story. There are many characteristics that go into creating a, an idea that will sustain a story. That's what we're talking about. All right, so I'm going to take you through a process that will help you vet your ideas so that you come up with a good one. Because I think the biggest problem we land in is we have so many that we don't do any one thing. We never finish a work because we go to the next shiny thing. The shiny thing is like the idea I had this morning, right? I woke up with all this energy and I wanted to go do that because the book I'm working on right now, the article I'm working on right now, I've been working with that for a while. It loses its luster to me as the writer the more I go on because that's where the hard work begins. But that doesn't mean the idea has lost merit. We can't just quit when the process feels hard. You start with a good idea, you see it through, and ship it out, and then you go on to the next. So with that shiny idea this morning, I made a bunch of notes about it, I put it in my file, I'll come back to it. That way, I know I'm not going to lose it. And I also find that my ideas often need a cooling off period, because I'm really excited about a lot of things. I'm really curious about a lot of things, but that doesn't necessarily mean I want to write about it. So if I come at an idea from this whole big place of excitement and I don't let it sit around a little bit, sometimes I get stuck into something that really has no legs that will not make a good story. And I spend a lot of work and time on something that will never develop into anything. I don't want to do that. It's a time waster for me. So what I want to do is come up with ideas that I think are really compelling, put them in a file, put them in my notes, put them in the back of my head, my brain, so they can kind of gel. And if when I finish my project, the article I'm working on now, the book I'm working on now, I want to come back to that other thing, then that's great. It has staying power if I'm still thinking about it, right? So I think it's a good idea to have like a, my creative coach once called it a parking folder, a, a place to put those notes, to park those notes so you don't lose them, but you're not going to go to them straight up. That is one way to vet idea. We want to get ideas that that excite you as well as have a market to sell, right? We want to excite editors and readers too. All right. So how do we do that? Well, you can look at this from two sides. One is, what do you want to publish? What form, what structure are you looking at? Do you want to write an essay? Would you rather publish a novel? Do you want to write a blog post or a newsletter or are you going for a nonfiction book or article? What structure do you want to publish in? And the other way to look at this is look at the idea you're interested in and see what form would be best for the idea. Not everything is a novel and certainly not every idea can sustain a nonfiction book. That requires a lot of research and story and structure. But 
a lot of ideas can work into nonfiction articles for a magazine, can work into a blog post. Uh, I'm working on one today for Psychology Today that'll be good for that publication, but would not be anything more than a mention in a nonfiction book. So you can look at it two ways. What form do you want to write? A book, an article, an essay, a newsletter? What form do you want to write? Or what form does the idea need? That gets you a little closer because you want to have a match between those two. If you want to write an essay and you're looking at your list of ideas and they're too big for that essay, then you know you either have to focus down that story idea or you need to look at a longer form. Another way to vet your ideas and get closer to the one you're going to start with today, right, to write about, is look at what you're curious about. What's happening in the world that people are talking about, that you're interested in, that your friends are mentioning? What is a common problem that your friends are experiencing? And is there a way, is there information out there that could provide the solution or provide empathy or insight that we don't already already have? That's how I came into writing psychology stories. You know, I'm interested in that kind of thinking, the psychology of success and mindset, how we can use our thoughts to really uh, create the life we want, writing and otherwise. And so I've written four nonfiction books. The latest is You Recharged. And that came up because I was going through a time where my thoughts really felt slow and I felt stuck. And I thought, I bet other people my age are having this issue. And I started talking to people and paying attention to the news stories that were coming out and watching the issues that made people laugh or made them upset. And guess what? We were all in this kind of state of flux at this certain age. So I did my research and I found that that idea had legs, meaning I was interested in it. There was a need for it. I recognized that for this particular book, I wanted to write a nonfiction book and I got to work on it and sold that book to Mango Publishing. And it's now out. You can go check it out and see my how I structured that book. It's called You Recharged. So what challenges are you facing? What are your friends and family going through? What would you like to learn? What what do you know about the situation? Or what would you like to know? You know, you hear the adage, write what you know. I I don't write about what I know. I know more now because I've studied it for years so I could write these articles about it. But I don't think you have to write what you know. I think you have to learn about what you're writing about. You need solid sources, good research, good information, whether you're doing fiction or nonfiction. But I think it's a little boring to say write what you know. It may be a faster way into the market because you'll have less research to do, but I've never found that totally interesting. I like to research. I like talking to people and learning different things. So I don't think that has to be a precursor for a new idea. So think about this again. What form do you want to write? Do you want to go long form, short form, fiction, nonfiction? What challenges are you facing right now? What's going on in the world that makes this timely? What are you curious about? Those are how I scrutinize my idea. And then the next step is what can I add to this? Is there anything new to this idea that I need, that I, that I can offer? What do I know that others don't? What's unique about my experience? Do best ideas are unique to you? Do you bring unique research, unique perspective, unique experience to a universal idea? Okay. 
So for example, a lot has been written about infertility. A lot of women and families have experienced infertility. And so that is the larger topic. What do you have to add to that topic that would, that universal topic that would be unique, that would inspire us or teach us or tell us something we didn't know? Teach us in a way, something new that we didn't understand about that. Does that make sense? The same is true if you're writing fiction. What does your character know that she can bring to the story? How are you going to characterize that? Readers want to be taught. We want to learn something in a book. We want to go to a new land. I just read about a romance writer who lives in Europe and writes about Paris because People are enchanted with Paris. So that setting for her characters has made her books extremely popular. Now she's been to Paris many times to learn about Paris so she can put her characters in those settings in her fiction book. All right, so now I want you to sit down while you're listening to this and quick draft five ideas or three ideas that you're interested in writing about and put a question mark and the place you want to publish. Is it a novel? Is it a fiction? What form are you going to follow? Is it an article? I want you to think about this while we take this break. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you the final test of an idea to find out if it's got legs for your work. Right here on the Creators Network of Electrocast. We'll be right back on Simply Write. And we're back. You're listening to Simply Write with Polly Campbell on the Creators Network of Electrocast. And I'm Polly, and we're talking about how do you know which idea to go with? Which one has legs for the work you want to write and publish? And we talked about a few ways. You know, what are you curious about? What do you want to learn about? What form do you want to write in? Or what idea do you want to work with? And what form would support that? You can look at that from either way, right? But now I want to drill down a little further because still not everything is an idea worth writing about. Often when I'm talking to new writers, they're coming up with topic sentences and that's not going to take the writing anywhere because that is too hard to write about. It's too broad. It's too ambiguous. It's a jumble to read for readers. They're not going to do that. There's so much out there now. We just put down material we don't like reading. And it's extremely hard to write about because the idea is not focused enough. So that's where we go next. Let's say, for example, you're curious about mental illness. Maybe you have a unique experience with mental illness. You're, you're living with a mental illness. Somebody you love has gone through that. You found a unique treatment. Whatever it is that is enchanting to you or interesting to you about that idea, you want to write about mental illness. That's a topic, right, or mental disorder. And that is too broad. That doesn't tell me anything. That's the universal idea that is great because many of us are interested in this, can relate to it, have had some experience in this, so we want to know more about it. But now you've got to bring it unique and that will sharpen your focus. So what is the story you want to tell about mental illness or race car driving or uh, painting? What is the story you want to tell? Painting and race car driving and mental illness those are, again, topics. Those are ideas 
that you need to explore further to get down to something that will turn into a publishable piece. All right, so let's look at this process together. Look at the topic, consider the story you want to tell about that topic. Maybe you want to write about mental illness because you have an experience with growing up with a bipolar parent, right? That right there becomes a more focused idea. Then move on. What would writing about this focus, this idea do? Will it entertain? Will it inspire? Will it teach? Right? Who cares about this stuff? Why now? And why you? So you take this broader topic, you get it down to a single sentence of what the story or the book is about. I'm writing a piece right now about unrealized expectations. Now, the piece is 300 pages long. It will be by the time it's done. But it's really about changing expectations, family expectations, unrealized expectations. Who cares? Well, I care. And I think others who have tried to live according to the rules of life will find this interesting. And why now? Well, for this particular piece, it's fiction because I'm ready to do it now. I'm writing an article today about kindness. Why now? Because I think that's something we're lacking in the world. And there's new research out that shows uh, kindness is, is, most people underestimate the importance of kindness. I'm writing that now because there's a market that's interested in that, that's psychology today. And because people are thinking about ways they can change the world. And why me? Because I have this new study that I just read and I have some experience writing about this topic. So that's why I'm the right person at the right time. Right? There's two examples. The way you vet an idea for your novel is going to be a little different than the way you vet your idea for an article, a shorter form, or an essay. But no matter what idea you decide to go with, it needs to be carefully focused. And you need to have some understanding about why you care about it. Why now? What kind of information you need to learn or include to make that universal story, because most stories are universal, we can really relate to each other, right? That universal story, unique in a way that is fun, to write about and allows you to shine and share your unique perspective and one that is also good and interesting and insightful to read. While everything is material in a writer's life, I say this all the time, like you'll have these tough challenges in life or these great adventures and you'll be like, dang, take notes during everything. I've had moments where I've been places where I've gone into the bathroom to write down something that just happened so I don't forget it because it's how I process the world. But everything is material in our stories, in our fiction and nonfiction, all of it. In my nonfiction books, I share a lot of personal anecdotes that I've recorded that apply to the situations I'm writing about. So everything is material, but not everything is an idea worth developing into a longer finished piece. If it's a piece you want to sell, it's got to stand up to some scrutiny. It must be tightly focused. It's got to offer a new or engaging perspective or a timely component, something that can be supported with research, information, anecdotes, characters, details, scenes, tension, conflict, right? 
If mental illness is a topic, that's not a unique one. There's tons of stuff being written about mental illness. There's tons of research and treatment. And, but you can make it your own, make it unique and compelling based on the information you choose to include, the way you write the character, the research you do, the personal experience you bring. And that's what a writer does, right? Not every idea will do. And often our ideas keep us from moving forward because I guarantee you at some point when you're working on your novel or your article, you're going to hit a bump where you're going to hate it. You're going to be sick of it. You're going to be bored of it. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I just want to get this out. That's part of the job. If you feel that way, you're on the right track. But that's why it's so important to start with something that you care about and that others will be interested in too. Because when it becomes hard to work on, at least you can see it through because you know it's valuable. You have a tightly focused idea. It's not too big or broad. It's not impossible to write. And you can shape it into something that first becomes a story you want to tell. And secondly, becomes something the readers and the editors want to read. Next week, we're going to talk for a minute about how to shape that focus into your piece, to use it as the structure scaffolding as you go through and, and write it out in your essay or article or book, right? But right now, I want to talk about the assignment for the week. Make a list of five things you want to write about. Ladybugs, parenting, cooking, intuition, mindset, coffee, whatever it is. Make a list of five things you want to write about. If you have a working list of ideas, put five things down that capture your attention right now. Then from that list, pick one. This is tough. This is like picking one book out of a library, but you've got to pick one to get any of them done. Pick one, the one with the most energy and emotion around it, the one that excites you, and create a focus for this one article idea. As you create the focus, think about what form you want it to take. Do you want to write a short story or an essay? Do you want to lay the groundwork for a novel or a nonfiction book? Think about the form you want to write and then scrutinize the idea against that form. Is there enough to it to create a long form or is it better as a short form piece? Then create a sentence that that form, that book, that article can hang on. If someone asks you what you write about, this is the line you'll give them. How to get unstuck and feel excited about your life again was the working focus I used to write an entire book called You Recharge, which you can get wherever books are sold now if you want to see how that came, that idea took shape and came into reality, right? So make a list of five ideas you're interested in right now or curious about. You'll get to all of them. If, if they're relevant, if it matters, if they carry some weight, you'll get to all of them. But right now, make a list of five and pick one. Create a focus for that one article idea or that one essay idea or that one book or novel, okay? And then write a single sentence about what that piece is going to be about. Your idea is not the focus alone. The focus will be the unique angle, the unique story on this universal idea. 
right? So what story do you want to tell? Write it down in one sentence. And we'll get into this a little more next week because I think this makes the writing so much easier. When we know what story we're going to tell, then it opens up. This is where we get creative because we can go from there and write it all kinds of ways. It frees us up, but we can always come back to this touchstone of knowing what it is we're writing about, what story it is we want to tell. Without a clear focus, it's much, much harder for me to do. And in fact, often this is where my writing bogs down. If I'm feeling blocked or writing poorly, it's because I don't know what story I want to tell. So give some time to developing your idea. It's not enough to come up with something you want to learn about, but really focus that idea into a very specific sentence. And we'll pick that up next week and talk about what to do with it as we go forward to write work that sells. That's your assignment. Should you choose to accept it, come up with a well-focused one sentence idea that describes the piece you're going to write. And if you want some feedback on that idea or want to be part of our writers community, become a subscriber at simplywrite.substack.com. And that subscription will also get you an insider's view from children's author Katie Odie, who will be our guest next week. She just published a Christmas picture book. And we're going to talk about her process, the children's book market, how you get into that, and other things she has going as a professional writer of novels and now YA and children's books. All right, writers, it's time for us to get to work. Remember, author John Steinbeck says, ideas are like rabbits. You get a couple and learn how to handle them, and pretty soon you have a dozen. This week, spend some time learning how to handle your ideas, and then sit down and simply write. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour.